It pleases me to see you, old friend. It pleases him indeed, Jerry. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. We are broadcasting to you all live from the Zam Command Center here in, well, it's it's definitely snowed since uh, since we've last spoken. Uh, it's it's snowed a lot actually since we've last spoken. Uh, I believe Lou is, um, is is about seventeen feet in in the snow. We uh, are we are at thirty six inches or more cool. in the last week. And they're saying more is coming. Oh, man. It's snowing right now. It's snowing all day. It's snowed all week. Ryan Murphy, you're you're in a new house. I am. I'm in a new house. Is, is there any and, snow in there? Uh, not inside the home. But when we moved, the day we moved, we got like 20 centimeters. It was pretty pretty gnarly. Uh, which I doesn't sound like a lot i guess what did you guys say you guys said it in inches so it's definitely not yeah uh it's about uh a thousand meters i think is what you Oof. call it the thousand meters <laughs> that's um, the size of the cn tower there uh no it was a lot of snow and it's just the first time we moved it was uh, we were in t-shirts in mid-february and now we were um i literally had to stop moving stuff from point a to point b because like the roads are just so terrible and everyone drives like crap but um it is not snowing currently and i never want to shovel snow again so if it It was about it was about 92 centimeters ryan 92 centimeters oh wow that's a lot of snow how did you guys drive in that now now i'm confused because now i don't know what it means (laughs) it's 92 36 inches that is a meter stick 92 centimeters is just shy of a meter stick that's pretty intense Yes, yeah, doesn't help. So let me ask you this then. <laughs> you don't um, know what a meter stick is? Come yeah, on. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, okay, I know okay. what they might. I'm, don't I'm they Googling measure it. football in meters? No, it's yards. Never mind. Yeah. Get those meters out of here. Um, <laughs> I even think CFL is yards as well. <laughs> well of course it this. is. What's, what's, what's worse, the zombie apocalypse or shoveling snow? Ryan talking <laughs> about sports. I think it's, I think it's shoveling snow. Um... Uh, I, I think I might rather deal with zombies than snow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, shoveling, shoveling. Speaking of but wait, zombies, snow doesn't eat you. It can. Oh. If, it, if you have a meter of it. I suppose. Um, so let me, guys, we've been, we've been gone for a while. I've been gone for a super long time. Um. I gotta tell you, I, I just came back from Las Vegas, Nevada, and boy, are my arms tired. Woo! I didn't even say flew in, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's, I got ahead of myself. Uh, I was there for a lot of work stuff, not not a lot of fun stuff. I will say, I, I did that stratosphere roller coaster thing, and that was scary as hell. But um, Las Vegas, man. Did you um, see any like uh, any zombie related stuff in uh, in Las Vegas? No, I was looking for because last time I was there, they had a Walking Dead slot machine. Didn't mm-hmm. find it this time, but um, they must have retired it. 
Maybe, I yeah. wouldn't maybe, be surprised. Maybe that's what uh, maybe that's they, what Negan they, took they, out. He they took out the Rick Grimes yeah. slide. slide no, they, they, they're changing it because you know they have to change it up. They have to make it the Negan slot. slot no, machine. what they what they did is Negan came in and took half their slot machines, and that was one of them. So, um, <laughs> no, they uh, I couldn't find it. But I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure that the zombie apocalypse is already happening in Las Vegas and we just don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't of, uh, be surprised. So when I when I got when I flew in there, my arms were tired and um they uh, see uh, there but I did it. but yeah, so um I it was about uh I think around 8 or 9 o'clock Vegas time, so about midnight my time and I there's a Walgreens that's right next to the hotel that we were staying at. Mm-hmm. And I was going in to get a couple energy drinks for the morning, you know? And um, so I'm walking outside the hotel and I'm walking down the street and it's right on the strip. So, of course, it's Vegas. Everything crazy is happening. And there's people shambling around and walking around. They're drunk and they, they literally look like zombies. And I was like, oh my God, it's already here. We just don't know. <laughs> so, um, wake up and uh, do do a bunch of meetings and stuff like that. And, the next morning, I, I decided to go out in the morning, and I haven't even seen Vegas during the day, right? It's all bright out, and you're like, ugh, the sun. And uh, there are still people <laughs> shambling around, walking around drunk, I think, or either that or they're zombies. And you're like, it, it was almost like that scene in uh, Shaun of the Dead where he wakes up and he does his morning routine. And there's zombies and, around him. He doesn't and there's zombies, it. and they're yeah, they're doing like the same thing as they were before. <laughs> That's kind of like what Las Vegas felt like for me. Like from morning to night, I was like, "Are these the same people? <laughs> like, are they, are they okay?" Um, I'm sure they're all right. They're just, you know, not pretty. Pretty not sure okay. they're zombies. Well, I'm glad that you made it back in one piece because that sounds terrible. Yeah, Las no, Vegas doesn't not, sound you're, fun. You're, you're not selling me on Vegas, dude. No, it, don't get me wrong. Either. It's a good time, but it's uh, it's full of zombies. That's all I'm saying. It's just full of zombies. Is uh, is Las Vegas basically like the place you... Do people live in Las Vegas or is it is yeah, it just do yeah. people go there? Yeah. I think when I was younger, the whole idea of it really thrilled me. And like I wanted to live there. But like in my old age of you know 30, whatever I am, 31, um, I'm so definitely bad. more... I'm definitely more like I like a one week there, and I'm like, get me the hell out of here. There's too many people. <laughs> like, you walk down the strip to go to get like a In and Out burger. Or, like, we went to Margaritaville, and it was like you can't get by you, doing you've anything. Lived in the Northeast far too long. I know that's the problem, right? <laughs> like, oh man, it was a good time though. It was uh, fun to get out, and glad to be back though. Glad to be on the show. Um, uh, I don't know if the the listeners know, but you guys kicked me off for a while because of my attitude. Your attitude. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, in, in case you haven't noticed, we haven't been around for a while. We've all had issues. Uh, yeah. I was I was sick at one point, and then uh, I think uh, I was Bob was out of town. Yeah. Ryan was out of town, then Bob was out of town, and then last week uh, we had issues with uh, crying children. It was a baby. I blame my yeah. son. Uh, we were just about to start recording, and we were going to gush about Santa Clarita diet, and uh, it was like, as soon as we go to record, screaming baby. I'm like, oh, well, he usually goes back to sleep, but then he didn't. Uh, and luckily, in the new home, man, he's a level above. You're not going to hear him. 
Also, I would stop Fantastic. recording to go get I'm myself. I'm not going to hear him either. Um, <laughs> well, no, my wife's up there, and she. She'll so let me. Around. You brought up the. You brought up the diet. Yeah, this new diet, body so, break. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so random. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, There's an actual ad that Body Break the, did for Santa Clear to Diet. Oh, you gotta really? Look it up. It's amazing. It's such so a good let me skit. ask you this, uh, and you can talk to the listeners real quick because I haven't seen it, but you guys mm-hmm. both have, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I haven't seen the. Uh, uh, I'm about halfway through. You're, and you guys are both raving about it right now. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I will definitely. I will personally say it is my favorite zombie content available at this moment. Like, it's for what it is, it's amazing. And, f- and when I say for what it is, the, you know, pre-show, I was saying it's the best thing on television for zombies right now. But it's just a different experience as to what The Walking Dead is. From right, a comedic right. standpoint, this is exactly what I'm looking for in zombie content. Like, doesn't take itself seriously, but still takes itself, itself seriously enough that it's treating the lore with a little bit of respect. And, and uh, it's just really good. It's filled with amazing actors. Like, Drew Barrymore is kind of oddly fantastic. I feel like yeah. Adam Sandler has, like, ruined Drew, Drew Barrymore for me. But she kind of shines in this. Yeah. You know, with without yes. Adam Sandler, like, ruining the movie. Or the show, rather. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is by far the best thing in this show. Uh, he is. He's amazing. the best thing in every show he does, right? Uh, he's just so Let's charismatic. Be <laughs> and uh, Nathan Fillion's in it, uh, and there's some other, you know, uh, bit actors that you might recognize uh, from other uh, scripted comedies and whatnot. But those are the big names. But uh, it's got the I the, think, the boy think, is I, from something, right? The little kid. Uh, he's been in stuff. I wouldn't necessarily say he's famous or anything. No, but I recognize him from something. Yeah, he was in something I think when he was younger. Okay. Uh, um, my big thing is is unlike Walking Dead, where we seem to be getting like ninety minute episodes every week, this oh. show averages about thirty to forty minutes every every episode. So it's just enough to suck you in, maybe sit through a dinner, and then it's, bam! So it's over, and you're like, okay, I can move on, and I can either watch the next episode or I can do something else. So it's like, it's almost binge worthy, right? Like you. Can... Yeah, it's not. It's totally not a commitment. We've watched for two episodes, and then been like, okay, let's watch something else for a while. Yeah, because The Walking Dead, you can. It's almost nearly impossible to binge. Um... Uh, I, th- th- that's been one of my biggest gripes, especially this season, is that every episode is way too freaking long, mm-hmm. and so I really like. I have to set aside ninety minutes to watch the show, and I'm like. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that I don't enjoy this they don't enjoy the show, but it's like if I were, if I had ninety minutes, I'd rather watch that new Netflix movie, the zombie movie that's out, or I'd rather do what do something else zombie related. Maybe play Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Resident Evil Seven. So we 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 talked about this a, a while back before it came out and how we were all kind of like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll probably pick it up. I might play it. It, it looks kind of different, but we'll try it. Um, I got it Saturday, and um, I don't think I've ever pooped my pants so much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and I'm, only, Fantastic I'm only an hour in. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah, there you go. Um, what a fun, creepy game. 
And you uh, haven't even, uh, I should say for listeners, I will do my best not to spoil much, but I am in the end of chapter six of seven. Oh, so, oh, you're, so you're, you're, you're almost there. The Home stretch. I, yeah, except uh, where you go and what happens to you in chapter six, I wasn't planning on. So I kind of <laughs> ran out of bullets and I'm having to everything <laughs> It's the typical Resident Evil problem. <laughs> oh, this is the last chapter? All right, shoot my way out. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. No, no, no. I didn't even know it was the last chapter. And there's a character switch. Oh. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not Ethan in Chapter 6. And, and you're not in the house anymore either. And I wasn't planning on that. And I had been saving all my bullets. And it was like, oh, yeah, all that stuff you've been saving with Ethan... Yeah, you don't need any of it anymore. I was like, yeah. shit. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's, that's a good warning. Pure, I think that's pure good. Resident Evil fashion, right? Um, I will tell you, like, so I watched some of the hype because, like, I was surprised at how popular Resident Evil Seven was when it when it first came out. A lot of uh, a lot of Twitch streams, a lot of YouTube clips, you know. And um, I tried to steer away from it, and I was like, wow, everyone's playing Resident Evil Seven right now. It was up there on Twitch for one of the top games being streamed, and. Um, I was trying to stay away from it because I don't want to spoil it for myself either. Because part of the be- the best part of Resident Evil games is, um, you know, the the story unfolding, right? And uh, I literally on Saturday, I've never been so scared in my entire life playing uh, a video game, and it, it was seriously like I think it was basically exploring one one basement area and then finding one person and then basically fighting one person and. I still was creeped out the entire time. So is it is it more? So I I have not played this game, and I and I've been eyeing it for the last couple weeks, but I'm hoping to get a final purchase decision here as we discuss it. But is it? So the Resident Evil games I remember were they had their moments that were scary, but they weren't necessarily scary games. Like they weren't setting out to scare you. They were just setting out to create a creepy vibe, like not pleasant. So is this is this literally one of those like scary games? This is um, um, to me. It, to me, it it still does the creepy vibe for you, but it also um, almost in a Resident Evil Four esque way of when you fight characters. That's the scary part. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you're actually in the fights, it's scary, and then tense. Um, the the rest of it's just oddly creepy i don't know how it goes further in the game lou but like going through that basement i was Wait, I, I was creeped I will, out i will tell you right now so you've where you are you have not even seen oh no where a majority of the game takes place oh. uh mm-hmm. that uh the the shack that you are in yeah you never go back to that okay good because some some shit happened in that shack, Lou, and uh, I don't some want anyone to know about it. <laughs> you pooped your pants, several of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a, a lot um, of them. And so, uh, what I will say is, um, you have not been introduced to the family yet. I'm guessing. No. Nope. Oh, and, and that's in all the marketing, right? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's everywhere. I I kind of know that part of the story, but you're right. I have not seen that part of the story. No, and I will tell you right now uh everything you think is going on in the game is not what's going on damn it <laughs> like like when you finally uh, i'm in chapter six 
In yeah. chapter six, you get the big reveal as to what really is going on. And yep. when you when you get the big reveal of what's really going on, you're like, oh, wait, this is totally a Resident Evil game. Holy crap. Oh, really? Because right yeah. now, and I'll be honest with you, when you're playing it, it feels like Resident Evil 4-ish. You know what I mean? Like you, a little different, a little vibe, and, you know, and it's it's definitely, it's got its um, quirks to it. But uh, I definitely was thinking that they are just kind of starting completely fresh. Uh but, they are oh. and they're not. See, that makes me intrigued, and I have to play more. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I will say, uh, uh, it's seriously like an hour and a half before you even get a weapon to defend yourself. And I, didn't I, I? I had one already. Uh, no, it's going to be gone in a minute if you're where I think you are. Oh. You get it to defend yourself from Mia, and then yeah. it goes away. Yeah. It's oh, gone. Okay. And you're going to end up having to go about another half an hour, 20 minutes to a half an hour without a weapon. Let me just tell you something, okay? I, um, I, I and this can't be too much of a spoiler because it's like the very first part, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you end up getting into this fight with this woman named Mia, right? Uh, in this fight, I, um, you're, you, it, it's creepy, it's intense, it's, it's tough, um, a lot of crap's going on, and I will tell you that, um, at one point she picks up, she has a chainsaw, and she's trying to chainsaw you while you're trying to shoot her. Um, I wasn't sure if she was dead or not, and I was so scared by the game that I was, I sat by the chainsaw for probably a good 15 to 20 seconds trying to pick it up to make sure I couldn't kill her even more dead. Mm. <laughs> um... That's how scared I was. I was nervous. It sounds like it sounds like a very tense game, um, but but I'm curious though. Like the the type of games I'm thinking of that I would love to play but don't actively play because they're just not my style are like the Penumbra games, like the Amnesia games, the games that are made to scare you. Like is this is this Resident Evil's attempt at that, or is it still like a Resident Evil okay. quirky fun? All game? right, all right. I will tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it begins like a penumbra or amnesia game. Right. And you spend about the first two hours, and then it literally turns into um, more of a Resident Evil-style game. Mm. Uh, But it has little moments of amnesia where you end up encountering characters that you know you cannot fight right now, you know you either A, don't have enough bullets to hold them off, or B, the, you'd be just wasting your bullets at this point. Right. And so you end up having to like sneak around this house, dodging like sketchy people and sneaking into the basement and fighting mold monsters. And it, as huh. soon as you start fighting the mold monsters, you're like, oh, this is Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. And then and you're, and you're like, oh, okay. But they do such a good job of in introducing the monster creatures it turns into resident evil where there's a section of a building you go into and it's full of bugs and you're like oh this is like when you go into in resident evil one when you encounter the flying mosquitoes and and bugs and stuff and you're like okay i get what they're doing here all right this makes sense this is neat this is neat yeah but but everything stays tense enough that you that you're on the edge of your seat 
you're confident enough once you start carrying weapons that it's not like you're creeping around every corner and everything is a jump scare. It's like you know that there's things coming and it's like you're trying to keep out keep away from them. Okay, that's good. Uh so okay, this this that sounds much better to to a type of game that I would like to play cuz I I've played the amnesias and they're just not my style of gameplay like that are there made. There are mo- there are moments of that. And I'm fine with like, that. Like 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 the opening scene uh, is basically what you played in the original demo. Yeah, and but that was they've, fine. But they but they've changed it enough that it actually makes sense now. Whereas before, when you played in the demo, uh, the demo, you couldn't figure out what was actually going on. You go into this with plot now. And in a couple of the sequences in the demo, I believe there's a male character wandering around in the dark. Yeah. uh, That you keep seeing out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. In the actual game, it ends up being Mia that you keep catching out of the corner of your eye. There's no male character chasing Ah. So who's Mia? Ah. Mia is who you're there actually to rescue. Your wife. Yes. Okay. And you find her right off the bat, like oh, really? like in the first hour, and that's when you realize you're things are going. You're terrible wrong. at rescuing people. You're just really <laughs> bad. Uh, so the next question I have, and this might be considered a bit of a spoiler, so you don't need to. You you can just do yes or no. Um, you're no. far enough along that I would think yes. you would find this out is this resident evil 7 canonically like connected in some way to the franchise okay that's all i needed to know and i appreciate that camp capcom is not including this in their in their marketing and they're making its own thing but the fact that it's called resident evil 7 tells me that it should be connected in some way and the fact that you answered yes so quickly makes me feel good now is that feeling genuine should i feel good about it being connected or is it just like a blah no uh i will say right now um i was having a lot of fun with this game Mm -hmm. and i kept thinking this is really fun and i can definitely tell that there's something going on here this definitely feels very resident evil but you know resident evil always ties back to umbrella or tricell or one of those weird pharmaceutical companies trying to create zombie kind of things and creating bioweapons and stuff. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, I don't know where this is going. Um, the one thing I will tell you right now, I, I don't think that this is a spoiler. I think this is pretty much covered. Um, the family, as it were, that you are encountering, they are infected with something. Yeah, I think that I've seen this. Yeah. I've seen the clips where it's like someone gave us something and it's the best thing ever. And... Yeah, they are they're infected with something. And so you're like, okay, I see that there's something going on here. Um, when they explain how they got what they got and when they where they got it and what's actually going on, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is totally Resident Evil. Okay. <laughs> that, that makes me want to play it more because, again, like... I enjoy the Resident Evil franchise for its story as well as its gameplay. And if they were throwing the story, even if the story, I know the story is like typical zombie B-movie type stuff, but I still enjoy it and I'm invested. And if they if they threw that out the window for some interesting gameplay, 
that's cool and all, but not nearly as interesting as having interesting gameplay and connecting it to the franchise. And I, I'm not here saying, like, I played all of Resident Evil 6 and I know exactly what's still going on in the franchise, but I just, if you're going to reboot it, reboot uh, I, it. I, I think going forward we're going to get more games like this. Hmm. Um, my, my, my honest opinion is as much as I've enjoyed Resident Evil 7, they can't do this twice. Oh, okay. Um, well, they could do this twice, but if they were to do a Resident Evil 8 in the style of Resident Evil 7, they would have to give it a very different plot, give it a very different feel, and put it in a very different location. Uh, I, uh, this is lightning in a bottle as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And it it, it won't happen twice. Well, the thing is about it is that they've already announced a bunch of DLC for it. Like, there's a season pass, and there's going to be more content. So we're not even going to get Resident Evil 8 anytime soon. We're going to get more Resident Evil 7. So Well, they added, well, they have that Nightmare mode, too, right? Like, um, well, that, like that almost like the Resident Evil 4. It was like the Resident Evil 4 where you, um, you just kept going and going and going, like, against waves of zombies. I think that's what it's about. Oh, I see. Um, I will say I haven't gotten to that. I haven't tried any nightmare mode or anything like that. Um, I will say uh, I do know that one of the DLCs revolves around videotapes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming that we've all played the, the you since you've played the demo, Ryan. Yeah, you've experienced the videotape. Yeah. Well, in res in the game, you keep finding videotapes, mm -hmm. and it keeps making you play through as the characters on the videotapes. Hmm. And um, I believe one of the DLCs is a, basically a pile of, a, of VHS yeah. tapes that you have to play through. Oh, that sounds good. Um, I will say that those moments, um, no matter how good you feel as Ethan, even when you, I mean, I think I don't think this is a spoiler. Um, you get a shotgun, and you get weapons, and you can defend yourself as Ethan. And every time you feel comfortable, it hands you another VHS tape, and you need the answer of something on the tape. Yeah. To oh, that's cool. Solve a puzzle, or uh, uh, there is a uh, uh, okay. I, I, I'm going to do this as best I can without spoiling it. Spoiling it. Okay. But there is a VHS tape you get at one point. And you have to play through it. And the entire time I played through it, I was like, well, that served no purpose. It was spooky. It was creepy. It was eerie. And there was a bunch of puzzles you had to solve. But it yeah. kind of ends with the character on the tape just dying. And you're like, huh. I don't know why I just did that. I didn't <laughs> fight. You'd never fight anything. You, it, it's literally just puzzles. And you're like, okay. Later on in the game, you get captured by the family and thrown into that puzzle. Oh. And because you've already done it as the other character, you know the solutions to all the puzzles. Right. So the yeah. things that would hurt you or the things that would th – there's a situation you get put in that if – when it's done in the first time through in the VHS tape, 
you make it it's pretty obvious your character is going to die at the end of the scenario and when you do it as you you go oh yeah i don't do that because that's what's what's going to kill me right and huh. so you don't do that and you solve the puzzle without actually solving the puzzle it's almost like you cheated because you saw the vhs tape that's actually that's really kind of neat. a neat yeah. concept yeah and I, and I did it the first time and died. And then I went, wait a minute. I did this in the tape. Yeah. So, and, and I had to go back and redo it. And I was like, it's okay that I'm redoing this. This is, Instead of the 20 minutes it took me to solve the puzzle, this is going to take me two. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's neat. The, the game yeah. sounds like it, it employs a lot of really cool new mechanics for the Resident Evil franchise while still, you know, keeping intact what makes resident evil resident evil like the quirky puzzles the weird characters the interesting enemies and you know they've just they've added a whole new layer of combat and and mechanics and and that that yeah. sounds great to me and i'll, the, I'll probably the, check it out at some point the other thing i will add is i'm in chapter six and there is one character i have yet to fight and in fact they may be gone so they're either going to be back in later DLC, or I could definitely see them being a villain in a later game. Oh, cool, cool. So Ryan, you gotta buy it. You gotta play it. Um, yeah, I, I think you gotta so. Be scared. I, again, I'm not a big fan of the like games designed to scare you, but I, I think it sounds like there's a nice balance. And if I can get through the first two hours, the, the, there is a moment. I'd say it's probably three hours in uh-huh. if you're playing at a re- probably the same pace that Bob's playing at. The Bob pace, I got it. The, the I'm slowly, only, I'm, like, pause I'm only, you lose your breath. I'm about six or seven hours in. I'm in a it's new house. A the last thing I want is to think this place is haunted with weird yeah. hillbilly <laughs> You men. won't. You won't. Okay. You won't. You won't. You won't. But uh, there is a moment. But you will. Yeah. There, there is a moment. In a in a boss fight, where they throw an homage an homage to Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, nice! And when they do, you go, "Wait a minute!" Did they just? They did, and and, and, it, and it you will smile because while you're in the middle of a terrifying situation, something happens that makes you literally just smile, and you go, "Okay." Uh, this is definitely Resident Evil. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that I'm glad that. Well, obviously, I knew people were enjoying it for a reason. Like it's getting critical praise and you know commercial praise and just yeah. you know user praise. So it's not a surprise to hear that you guys are both enjoying what you've played of it so far. And personally, I was about to pull the trigger, but then you know it's like, oh, I gotta wait till work ends. I gotta wait till this ends. I gotta wait till. So now I'm in a position where I, I could use a game to bridge the gap between now and um, Zelda, which is a very different experience. So Resident Evil is, has been something that's been on my list, and um, I will say right now, uh, get it. Okay, I will. Uh, you guys are playing uh, on PC or? Yeah. PC, uh, and it is totally worth the price. Okay. Full price or not. It, I, it has been... I haven't gone back to it just because I haven't been in the mood to... I've put myself in a really bad situation in the game, and that's why I haven't gone back to it. Right. Uh, but 
once I resolve the situation, which I'm pretty sure I'm about to, um, it, it, the game itself is going to basically open up and I'm going to go back to being what I was doing before and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. Well, <clears throat> something else happened since we've been gone. Hmm. Um, yes, I think it was something about why the show even started, however yeah. many years ago we started. Um, the long-awaited overdue return... It was The Walking Dead. We have people. And weapons. If we strike first, together, we can beat them. Your Majesty, no more waiting for things to get worse beyond what we can handle. We set things right. Wow. So, first of all, The Walking Dead feels like it just left, and now it's already back. Do you guys feel that way? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I definitely feel like it. Uh, and I was having this conversation. Actually, funny enough, when I moved in, um, the the cable company was setting up the cable, and I'm like, I don't care if we just set up the cable and the TiVo records The Walking Dead. That's all I needed to do. And he's like, oh, man, The Walking Dead's back this weekend? And I'm like, yeah, Sunday. And it just it kind of snuck up on us. But I think it's just because we were so just okay with the first half of the season. And waiting for it to return was completely yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think um, when we left the first half of the season, we were all like, Okay, you know, that was good, but um, let's see how they finish it off, you know? And uh, yeah, now I, that it's I, already I, back, we're like, whoa. I, I would say I think I was the most negative about the first half of the season. I appreciated a lot of the things. And, <laughs> that's and, and, that's and usually things how it the, works. I know, I know, I know. I'm a negative Nancy, I know. But uh, I, I appreciated a lot of the setup that they were doing, but I felt like instead of moving us towards a payoff, it was just a lot of build-up, a lot of build-up, a lot of build-up. And then at the last episode, they didn't really even resolve any of the build-up. It was just like, oh, yeah, you want more build-up? We'll give it to you next next half a season. And I feel like that was all they did. Yeah, and, it was all storytelling. And literally this entire episode was like payoff after payoff after payoff <laughs> after payoff. And it was like, oh, yeah, all that time we made you sit around and be like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's like... It was less of what are we doing. It was more of nine or eight episodes of setting up the fact that Negan has every single group under their thumb. And at the very end of episode eight, you, you your heroes realize, oh, wait, we should just do this the smart way. Let's let's actually think about taking out Negan in a smart way. We know more now than we did before. And this episode... You see that. You see your heroes have, you know, approaching other groups, uh, coming up with plans that don't necessarily create a conflict right away, like, but set up a conflict. And I, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed this episode because you're right. It's just constantly setting up payoffs, 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 and just great set pieces and continuing to layer on new mysteries uh, built upon what we, the mystery we saw with the mid season finale. 
with the stranger in the marsh or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. Um, I kind of agree with you. Do, did we need eight episodes of setup of just this like ho-hum, Negan's mean, we get it. Like, did we need eight episodes of that? Could we, there's definitely some filler episodes in there where we could have, maybe this would have, you know what? I think this episode would have made a better season, mid-season finale. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. No, nah, I, do, I don't. Oh, <clears throat> the comic book uh, reader has interjected. <laughs> no, I. the only reason why I say that is because I feel like um, the way that the, the first half ended where they just started to realize that they need to band together and get Negan is a lot better than ending it with, okay, let's band together and let's start getting hope now. You know what I mean? I, I like the idea of everyone finally rallying together and like that last scene of they're all at the hilltop and they you just know that you know shit's gonna happen you know what, what i mean you're I saying is we I, have to earn our hope we don't we don't just get it right we have yeah to, we have to wait till february to have hope i get yeah. it. yeah no and i i just like the idea of ending on that kind of a cliffhanger where you just know that okay we put you through eight episodes of pure storytelling uh, almost like it was like a, a fan service for four comic book readers because it followed right along with a lot of that comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and now this season, I mean, did you see what they did with the cars? Oh, man. <laughs> it, again, it's like from a set piece standpoint, this episode had everything you'd ever want from a really good Walking Dead That was episode. like – that is – Dude, that is like Dead Rising type of shit right there. They they um, even included like some good Negan stuff in this episode. You know, like Negan only appears over a radio. And this just shows, this episode shows just a better sprinkling of everything that makes Walking Dead great. Like you have so, a little bit of Negan, you have set pieces, you have zombies. It, it actually made the zombies appear to be a threat again. Which was nice. We haven't had that yeah, in a while. Made their they made their comeback too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Lou and I were talking about this before the show, and uh, we, were, we were talking about you. Oh. And um, how much we hate you. No. That's true. Um, I was we away for that, about, that point. I asked. I asked Lou if he thought this episode was better because we didn't have Negan all over it. Mm. And uh, I think Lou, you said probably yes. right. Uh, what are your thoughts, yes. Ryan? Was it a little easier to watch without Negan shoved down your throat every scene? Oh, gosh. I love Negan so much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've just had so much Negan in every right. episode that him not appearing on screen was good for this episode. Uh, but it's going to be tough. Like, the next time we get Negan... I think he's going to be portrayed the same way, but as as the audience, we're going to perceive him differently because now our heroes ha- are, are, have sort of smartened up. And I think yeah. that's that's the, been the core concept of this episode was that Rick and his group have, have all learned from their mistakes. They're smartened up. They've been sharpened. They know what they're doing. They know not to just rush in. There be there like there was even a moment where you kind of figured like. Rick would just let Daryl do what he wants. But no, Daryl is offered sanctuary at the kingdom, and Rick's like, you got to stay here because it'd be yeah. stupid for you not to say yes. Like, you are a marked man. You know, if Negan's going to bash someone's head in randomly, a person he's never met huh. before, just imagine what he's going to do to you if you escaped and killed Fat Joey. And that's the thing. Like, the Neganisms in this episode where he's telling a joke about how 
you killed fat Joey, so now skinny Joey is just Joey, and that's just wrong. Like I think that's yeah, right. that's why this that's why this episode's amazing. And I think your point that Negan not appearing on screen may have made this episode better is because it wasn't forced in. Like that little clip made sense towards the story and set up yeah. further points in the end of the episode when the saviors go to Alexandria searching for Daryl, and it was just. A really well put together episode, like what probably one of the be- probably the best of this season so far. Um, I'd probably put maybe the well above it when we first meet Ezekiel, and it's no coincidence that this one has Ezekiel in it. And Ezekiel meeting Rick is kind of like, okay, if it weren't for the tiger in the room, they'd probably all think he's crazy. But because he has a tiger, that you gotta respect him, right? As as the king supposedly of the kingdom, right? Yeah, this yeah. episode had a lot of humor in it too, though, huh? Yeah, um, a lot more than so. Walking Dead always has a little nod here and there, a funny little joke, uh, well said, like that back in the day. Um, and uh, Jerry was back, which was nice to see. Um, yep, and Ezekiel yelled at him again, which was also nice to see. Um, but this one seemed to have a lot more humor in it. Like it was kind of funny to see Jesus go, "This is Rick," and turn around, and they're all like. <laughs> And it was kind of funny because I even I chuckled. I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> that's right." Because they're they're in there going, "What? Well, see, Ezekiel, the kingdom, a tiger? Who is this?" You know. Well, we were right. when I was watching it. Ashley hadn't seen the tiger yet because again, like Ezekiel and is it Shiva? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, the tiger. Shiva, she, you don't see, you see them one episode and then you don't see them again. Uh, you see them referenced too, but they don't really appear on screen very much. And Ashley's like, is that a freaking tiger? And I'm like, yeah, that's a tiger. You wonder why these people are, are a little apprehensive about someone who's quoting Shakespeare and kind of sounding yeah, like they're right. a play. And I just, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I think that the second half of the season is going to be a lot better because it's going to focus on the communities from a standpoint that actually progress the story as opposed to just introducing the communities and man i don't know ezekiel's just so good that's such a great character he's a fun character to watch i um yeah he i just love his ezekielisms um the thing that um one of my friends brought up that uh he didn't like about the show anymore is um he said The Walking Dead used to be full of dialogue between characters. Right. And he said, this was the first time that I think we've seen dialogue between characters, like when Morgan finds out that Glenn and Abraham and Spencer are all dead. Um, that, like, that crazy... And, like, you almost forget for a second, right? Like, when uh, they said that Negan's killed a lot of their people, and Morgan's like, who? And then she's like, you know, Abraham, Glenn, and, like, you forgot Morgan didn't know... You know what I mean? Yeah. So... My buddy was telling me, he's like, you know, the problem is, is it seems like the only time characters talk now is when they're about to die. And I said, you know, you're not wrong. Like, I feel like they build up characters a lot more than they used to when they're about to go. And like, he's like, and my buddy is telling me, he's like, I think Rosita is going to go because she's got this crazy attitude and she's starting to step up and be this, you know, this crazy person. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're probably right, (laughs) you know. Um, you can kind of feel it, right? Like just yeah. the way she's acting, and it's he's like it's almost come kind of predictable. Like when a character starts 
giving a monologue speech or stepping up to try and be a new leader. You just kind of know they're going. And back in, if you go back and watch seasons one, two, and three, uh, they have a lot of dialogue between them. Um, and it didn't necessarily mean they were going to die. So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I, I will say, overall, this uh, this episode is probably my favorite of the whole season so far. Um, and nothing really happened. Nope. And and I think that that yeah. Well, I think that that highlights for me what a successful episode of The Walking Dead is. Is they spent the whole first half of the season being kicked while they were down, being kicked while they were down, and at no point, even when they made the slightest bit of headway to go move in the right direction it was like by the end of the episode they get kicked down again and you're like and it that's just not fun to watch right it gets hard yeah it it, it, and 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 you can do that two or three episodes in a row but we got eight episodes of that and it never gets any better and in one episode, they literally gave us what we wanted. And they didn't have to have a whole lot of action. There wasn't a whole lot of action. There wasn't a whole lot of Negan. There was, you don't need that for it to be a good episode. Dude, there was two cars and a wire. Like, that yeah. was insane. <laughs> what's the movie? What's the movie? It's Ghost Ship, isn't it? Or is it Ghost Ship? Yeah, I think you're right. Something Ship, right? Where they yeah. did that with a wire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it kills all the people on board. And it's it's just... Yeah, so that's what it reminded me of, and and I didn't, I honestly didn't think this show was capable of that, and me actually yeah. believing it happening, like two cars well, running in tandem, and it's just it's like a, it's such a dead decision slash weapon of choice, like I don't know, metal wire suspended between two cars, let's do it. It's like <laughs> the show is the, the show tries to base itself in realism as much as possible. But that felt like that was they were rubbing up right up against like, you know, this is not possible, but still look like yeah they were nailing it and they were able to do it. And okay, I will tell you something, and it is a personal. Well, it's not my story; it's my uncle's story. Uh, growing up, uh, my uncle used to drive a motorcycle, right? And um, back in the seventies, when he was learning to drive his motorcycle. Uh, some kid put a wire from one telephone pole to another telephone pole to catch people's uh, antennas from for the radio. And instead of catching an re- antenna, he caught my uncle. Ooh. And if my uncle had been wearing one of those helmets with the, the glass shield in the face, right. it would have taken his head off. Oh. Instead, it took his chin off. And he had to have it surgically put back on. So when I saw the wire, I was like, oh, yeah, that totally works. Yeah, if they're going fast enough and the decomposing bodies, like, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's not pleasant to think about your poor uncle, but... um, He's fine. He only spent, like, a day or two in the hospital. But, but, and they decided not to press charges against the kid. But that's the 70s for you. Uh, But... (laughs) the 70s but now now in the 2017s I sue everybody Fucking yeah take my chin off court you mm. yeah exactly uh, uh but the and the hospital said if he had been wearing one of those helmets with the face shield it would have it would have killed him oh you know 
And but when I see things like somebody using a wire like that, I'm like, oh yeah, that works. Hmm. Yeah, go ship. <laughs> so, a couple <laughs> things that I I wanted to, to just bring up with you guys. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one, the numbers for the show um, they back were up. up. Yeah, they mm-hmm. went back up. This is the first the time they went back up. up too. Yeah, the ratings are up. Uh, the the numbers are up. The premiere. Um, it was. I think it was the first time season seven's gone against a non-football weekend. Yeah. Um, so I think that helped. But I guess um, uh, episode nine was back up to twelve million viewers. So episode one had seventeen million. Episode two had about twelve point five. Then three had eleven point seven and eleven point four. Then eleven. Then ten point four. Ten point four. And then the mid-season finale had 10.58. Now we're back to 12 million. So, yeah, uh, it's a good sign. It is, and I I wonder like, could, and I, this is a question I want to pose to both of you as a comic book reader and non-comic book reader. Do you feel like they could have done this story justice to to keep ratings high, to keep viewers high, like? Could they have done it in a way that yes. would have... Okay, so question posed. Lou, you have an answer. Yes. You know, enlighten me. Because I, I feel like, yeah, there's some glaring issues in the start of the season. Um, I'm looking at you, uh, Tara Heath, uh, but... Uh, I think my biggest gripe is I think they spent too long giving us a weak Rick and letting us see Rick down and fallen and broken and it's like we've seen this before we don't need eight episodes of it mm-hmm. we need four to okay. establish our point and you got four when you really think about it you got four weak rick episodes because there was a lot of filler in between mm-hmm. but see that's the problem is even in those filler episodes anytime you saw rick like passing it was like oh yeah that's right Rick's not going to do anything about this situation because that's not what Rick's doing right now. He's busy whining. And right. Well, as a comic book reader, what do you think, Bob? Um, so it's tough because uh, as a comic book reader, I really loved staying true to a lot of the comics. And I think I enjoyed the first half of the season only because I, I feel like I know what's coming up on this season. And I think they laid the framework down for that pretty pretty well. Um, I, I, I'm sure that they did. I just think in what they did in eight episodes, they could have done in five. You're not, you're not wrong. I mean, and I think that not. I think, and not only could they have done it in five, I I think they could have still given us this as the premiere with without sacrificing what they did. Um, I think that the fact that Rick makes the turnaround in episode eight, that we're going to go after them. I think they could have done that in episode five. Yeah. And you're and, not but, wrong. They, they stretched it out. Don't get me wrong. And I, I think they stretched it out because they had that awkward, like, okay, we, we want to start next season with the group rallying together. So, you know, we have eight episodes to fill. We uh, completely jammed the first episode, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, because if you watch the first episode, 
and you go back and you watch it, you, you shouldn't, but um, it, it was it was really good episode, right? Um, all that suspense really just laid out there on the table. Um, then you watch the second episode, and it was a good episode. But then you watch the third one, and you're like, all right, let's kind of move it along here. And then, like, the whole, uh, not to the point where Spencer dies from Negan, are you actually like, oh, geez, you know, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, set up very weird. So you're not wrong. I get it. Um, it probably could have been done better, but I don't know how you would do it. I, I don't know if you could shorten that and add more kingdom scenes. I, I'm not 100% no, sure. I, 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 think, I think you can do all of it without sacrificing what they did. I think the, what was it, Tara and uh, and Heath episode, I think that that could have been condensed into a half of an episode story arc, and they could have told us another story about somebody else at the yeah, same but, time. And then you're in the, the weird boat of like other people not liking that because they're, they're getting away from the point, you know what I mean? Um, but I, do want, I, I was going to say, I think... That we've spent too much time with Negan in the first half of the season. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think we've spent so much time with him, it's weakened him as a villain. Because yeah. you're supposed to be afraid of him, and I'm not afraid of him. Well, you're you're not, but it seems like the the survivors are. <laughs> well, they they are, but they almost don't seem really afraid of him. They seem more annoyed with him. Well, now than now afraid of him. Like I think now they're they're annoyed by the fact that he has such a grasp on these communities, and and he's really just a a big dictator bully, right? Like he's got a lot of people under his thumb, including his own people. And I I think that's what they finally realize at the end of episode eight that like, hey, if we can band enough people together and just fight back, like we'll be fine. And it's going to be a tough road, but it's something that needs to be done. And, uh, but I mean, I think, I think Negan's still a scary villain because he still has a lot of people that follow him blindly. You know, and you saw that in Alexandria when, when his right hand man comes in and basically says like, we're going to tear this place apart. We're looking for Daryl. Yeah. So I I can't wait for Carl to like kill that guy or something because he keeps flipping his friggin' hat. Like every time he sees him, he always touches the Rick's hat on Carl. Mm. And like, I just waited for Carl to hit him. Be like, stop it! Do you guys know that 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 actor is the is the guy who plays? Um, he's the voice actor for one of the Grand Theft Auto characters, Grand Theft Auto Five. The oh basic, really? Yeah, the crack addict in uh, not the crack addict, but the hillbilly crack addict in Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm not surprised at all. It's that's him, and ever since Grand Theft Auto Five, I've started to notice him in a lot more things. He's also in Westworld, uh, and I yep. love him as an actor. He's amazing. Yeah, and he's he great good. in this too. Uh, he plays like you know. We mentioned that Negan's on screen too much. Do you feel like when I don't even know what his name is? Um, do you feel like when he appears on screen? Do you feel like he's just Negan? You know, no. Point five, or do you feel like he's a different character? He's a different character. Okay, 
And I, and I really Whereas, appreciate when he shows up. It makes more where, sense him showing up than Negan. He's, he's a different character where I feel, a, uh, what's his name, the other guy? Dwight. Um, Dwight. I feel like Dwight is Negan point five. I I feel like, um, and I wish I knew his name, but we'll call him Mustache Man. I feel like Mustache Man, uh, he has a mustache, right? <laughs> or am I remembering him yeah. different? Okay, so Mustache Man, I feel like he is he is Negan 0.5 and that he is just, he's not exactly Simon. Negan. Oh, Simon. Thank yeah, you. Simon, yeah. So Simon the Mustache Man, he is someone who shows up as like, Negan's too important to show up, so they send Simon. But Dwight is sort of the left-hand man who's sort of being pro- prosecuted into doing what he's doing, as opposed to Simon just enjoying it. Yep. You know, and I think that's a cool difference between why he doesn't send Dwight on these like missions to lead missions like this. So I I appreciate that Simon's showing up, and I'm glad we haven't seen Dwight in this episode because Dwight's kind of a frustrating character as well. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, my my gripe is is that when Simon shows up. Simon just seems like he's not necessarily Negan, but he's got his own personality where he does make the funny comment or the offhand remark, but he doesn't, he's not as vicious as Negan. He's not ready to, he, he, he may threaten to kill you, He's not going to do it in a melancholy, jokey way as much as Negan is. There's almost like a hesitation, like, don't make me shoot you. Whereas Negan would be like, I think I have to beat somebody with the bat. You know what I mean? There's a difference. <laughs> oh, Bob, write that down. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> I'm going to have to so, beat you. No, I, I agree. I think you're right. Like, and, Simon's... And, but, when, uh, but, but I feel like when they put Dwight in the same situation they don't establish Dwight as a different character they establish Dwight as Dwight is miserable and he's going to be worse than Negan just because he's miserable and I know that in the comic Dwight's going to make a turnaround maybe from what I hear about the comics that he has something to do with bringing Negan down, but I've, yeah, but I I don't see it in the show. No, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think they. I don't know. And if it does, it's going to be kind of a weird one. More, yeah. I think it'll be more of a um, sacrifice, sacrificial act, right? <clears throat> so, I do want to talk about a couple things before we uh, close out. Uh, did you guys notice? Uh, so the show opens with Father Gabriel, right? And uh, he ransacks the um, some food, and then uh, he heads out in a car. Um, did you guys notice that in the car there was someone else with him? Yeah, you no. kind of—I uh, I didn't notice it, but uh, Ashley actually made me rewind it, and she's like, "Did you see that someone else is in the car?" And I'm like, "What? Yeah. No." And yeah, you gotta like squint to see it. Yeah, right at the last second, you see another figure pop up in the passenger seat, and yep. It's it's definitely adding to the mystery, right? So Who is it, it? it's it's got to be the guy with the fancy boots. My my assumption, I think um, that's why father. That's why they left the note about the boat. 
Um, I think Father Gabriel, maybe, I'm not sure if he's being forced against his will, but it was funny because I actually was watching it on my iPad, and um, I have I happened to pause it just as that head popped up. So when I went back to watch it, I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, when sure enough, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, my God, someone pops their head up right at the very end. It was kind of funny. Um, so, Rick, here's my I, – I want to give you my, my absolute favorite part of this episode. And it was close. It was a close call between the wire scene with the two cars. <laughs> I can't get over how great that is. Um, so at the very end, obviously Rick, Aaron, Michonne, they they get surrounded by this new group of junkyard savages kind of people, you know. And um, they get circled around, and everyone's drawing weapons on them. And did you guys see what Rick did? He no. smiled. <laughs> yeah. At the very end of that episode, like it shows a close-up of Rick's face, and he's being surrounded, and he freaking smiles, and I'm like, "Boom, he's back! <laughs> it's ready. We're ready." You know what I mean? Um, I thought that was a great ending. It was almost like he was thinking, "Like, found my army," <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it, like it's just it was a great way to end the episode. There's actually a gif of it. I'll send it to you in Skype Blue so you can see it. But um, it to me, it's a perfect fitting end to that episode where there's so much hope involved you know what i mean and uh it i love that i just love the way that that show ended just boom rick smiling being surrounded by a bunch of people that looked like they were getting ready to kill him <laughs> that so. smile uh <laughs> was just creepy so creepy like, like he, he but, well, but it's he, that it's that maniacal rick smile again right like the one from the prison where he's like we can you know what i mean like he could really do something here. So I, I don't know. I just really love that. I love the way that it ended. Yeah, no, I, I think it was, it was a good ending and, and kind of like it removed the instant, like, Oh great. What are we going to have to deal with now? And it was more like, okay, next episode. I'm really looking forward to this because it, him smiling is he obviously he sees something in this group that makes him feel confident. Well, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. I think he's like, perfect i found some more recruits and like there's yes. there's like there's no thought in his mind when you look at that smile that he's screwed he's like nice <laughs> like i get these guys to work with me even though they're pointing guns in my face um and that's the rick we need this up this season right the rick that um doesn't like just back down from anything the rick that thinks about things and we got that scary looking walker coming in pretty soon too the one in the helmet that looks like it's something out of like friggin uh, what's the video game Pyramid Head? Uh, Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see that zombie with the metal spikes coming out of its head and stuff like that? No. Yeah, it was in that. the it was in the teaser for uh, the Return of the Walking Dead. The the yeah. The, I I'm assuming. I was kind of thinking. It felt very gladiatorish, right? Right, but so I was kind of thinking. Um, how cool would it be if these guys made Rick fight for his life against um, that zombie? You know what I mean? Like, like almost like a Roman Colosseum style. Um, I know it's not going to happen, but I thought that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting, and and honestly, would make a lot of sense. Like the 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 group that kind of shows up randomly looks very tribalistic a little bit. I almost got like almost like a, a wolves vibe from them. Uh, but not necessarily uh, crazy, but more just yeah. you know a little more, 
little more tribalish, a little more feral, right? And to prove that they're able to take on the saviors, maybe they do make them uh, fight fight a feral zombie. But the fact that they still have weapons and they, they appear to have larger numbers, it seems yeah. like maybe they're a group that hasn't really been encountered by the saviors or at least dominated by the saviors. Well, they and they're they're not because uh, in the previews it even goes over. I don't know if you've seen the previews for the next episode, um, but they it basically Rick has explaining that the saviors own them kind of thing. Oh, I see. So I hopefully um, this will be a, a fun group to work with. Um, all in all, just absolutely amazing premiere. I think uh, it it got you out of the. The habit it got you out of the everyday Walking Dead blues, you know what I mean? It gave you a lot of inspiration and hope in this episode. And even Rick's story with that stupid story with the rock with the gold in it, I was like, this even that cheesy story is fun right now, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I was super super happy with the whole thing. Yeah, no, it, it was a really good return, and it's it just seemed you know you know the damn well that all these scripts are written and all this stuff is like edited and 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 ready to go but it still feels like they addressed a lot of fan feedback with this episode even though this is probably how they always envisioned it to to work out yep. but i just yeah. don't i don't really understand the way they structure this show where they're just so like okay this half of the season xyz is going to happen and then this half of the season we're going to address what happened at the very end, at the very beginning, and then we're going to set up a whole other block of... And it's just so themed, so orchestrated, right? Like, where the first half was Rick being beaten down, and the second half is Rick rising up, and, and that falls into the marketing. It's like, the, the marketing is literally rise up. and Which I do, I do kind of like. Yeah, I do too, but, but the thing is, like, I just don't understand why this show can't just treat a season like a f- complete story. It has to, like, chop I it think, in half. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think they will. Um, I think um, it almost seems like they're still learning eight seasons in. You know what I mean? Um, of what the fans really want. And I think um, they took a huge gamble with going with Negan as far as what fans wanted to see. And um, I think they they realized that the, as well as they they did play the Negan thing, and they did got it. They made it so that there was no spoilers. Right? I mean. Good on them. <laughs> That's what we were all worried about back then. So mm-hmm. I think the show's still trying to find its actual legs to, to run with. Because I, I feel like it's it's got a lot of potential. And I think they're still trying to figure out the best way to work with these half seasons. Yes. So I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I feel like it's getting better. And I think maybe... They are listening to fan interaction, like, and you could say that you, you know they do have a lot of the stuff already taped and written, but you know that they they still get those uh, the feedback from you know the general audiences and stuff. So I, I think um, I think as we progress into the next couple seasons, because I, I I honestly only see the show going for like another three or four seasons at the most. <laughs> um, I think they'll start to get a little bit better and better at it. So. The, no, the I half seasons that. are weird. The, the way they they structure the show, they very they take it very seriously, and um, it's just super evident with this season. The way they've yeah. created like two halves of a season, and 
I think I think the ratings show that they just they probably shouldn't do that again. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they've uh, always done it, but they've always done it in a way that doesn't feel contradictory to each other. Like, you know, you well, had this one does. Yeah. This one very much does, but like, you know, you had the conclusion of the prison story and the continuate in the and the introduction of the hunters. Like that worked really well as two two separate halves to a season. Now, mind you, you could argue that they were cleaning up the previous season with the second the first half being the prison, but uh, yeah, th- this show's you know this show has never been perfect, and, yeah. and just because we based an entire podcast off of uh, this show and the genre, like you know, we'll be the first to admit this show has never been perfect. It's been great, and 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 I think continues yeah. to be really good, but it's just it's never been perfect. So you know, condemning season seven, there has been worse seasons of this show. Uh, oh for yeah. Sure. Maybe not seasons we've covered, but there's definitely been, yeah, there's definitely been really bad seasons, and the fact that they perfectly casted Negan and and we're just loving every second of it. The fact that we had an episode, the the fact that the two episodes that happened this season didn't feature Negan were the best. Like that, that that is kind of damning but also kind of like you know just you know sprinkle the negan in don't don't like overflow us um i think the worst culprit was when he was in alexandria as a as a sort of tourist that was like the okay guys this is a bit much great quotes great clips for bob maybe yeah, not the best uh, best episode hmm. well you know what it is too it's, it's it's you're still exploring negan as a character on the tv show right um that's the tough. That's the tough part, because like, how far do you take this? How do how do you stretch it? In the comic books, total total douchebag, twenty four seven, likable but douchebag. Um, and then the TV show, how do you do that? How far do you push him? And you know how uh, he does the things in there that he does in the comic books. And with comics, you almost get a different vibe from it than you do with a TV show. And it could just be Jeffrey Dean Morgan so damn adorable. Who knows? Um, but it, you're right. It's it was it's fun to have an episode without him. It was a little lighter. It was a little bit uh, still had some humor in it, which was nice. And uh, I don't know. It was uh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. You know that kind of stuff. Factory. But, I don't know why we would want to shut him down, but I, I think even this episode proved like the, in this episode they could have cut away to him on screen saying what he did over the radio but the fact that they did it over the radio shows that they're willing to not have jeffrey dean morgan on screen being negan and i, and I or think maybe he didn't want to do it <clears throat> maybe he was like ah, i don't want to do it anymore I, I don't know i i think he's pretty much locked in he's already confirmed he's in for the next season and that's oh yeah you know that's not a spoiler every place has documented that and and, and you know they're not just like they took an entire eight episodes getting to this rise up theme, they're not going to spend eight episodes getting to Negan's done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on to the next. Yeah, they're they are going to. They're not going to governor this, but they're definitely going to, and not even drag out drag out somewhere. I, I think they're going to explore other stories with Negan besides yeah. him just being a dictator. You know, and and I, I look forward to that because I think that'll present a very different Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, we we have been talking about this for a little while now, and I I think it's safe to say all of us 
very excited in which way the show's going, and we're all very hopeful for the second half of this season seven. So, what do you think? Should we do a listener feedback, or should we do it uh, next week? We've been going for a little while, huh? Uh, let's do it next week. Yeah, let's see. All right, we'll do it next week. We'll do. You know what? We'll get to you guys next week. Huh. We've been we 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 haven't talked in a while. It's it's been you know maybe we did it too much, maybe we did it too fast. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Ryan, what? Let's wrap this thing up. Okay. Well, I, I, I do want to thank the patrons. I will shut that shit down! Oh, oh sorry, Ryan. That's fine. I, Negan didn't want to hear you wrap it up. <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap it up anyways. He can take half our st- stuff later. Uh, yeah, okay. If you go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast, we're always looking for more patrons because Negan takes half. So, you know, the more we have, the more we have to support the show. <laughs> I love that joke. Yeah. Uh, if you want to uh, know more about Zombies Ate My Podcast, you can go to zombiesatemypodcast.com where you'll find links to email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+. We're all up in that business. You can also follow individual hosts, myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his fantastic work over at joelduggan.com. Dot com. Thank you so much, Ryan Murphy, Lou Page. It felt good to be back. Any last words? Nobody uses Google Plus, Ryan. You don't need to mention that anymore. <laughs> the zombie apocalypse could happen tomorrow, and his advice is don't use Google Plus. I think we've I think we've hit full circle. 162 episodes, and the busy zombie lord has zero feedback on how you should survive. <laughs> I just wasn't I'm keeping it all for myself. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know, usually it's like the Lou Page, any last words thing, and he's like, oh, yeah, something about The Walking Dead, you know, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool, and then we end the show, but um, no, I don't even want to hit a soundboard right now. He's, he's just basically like, Ryan, your outro needs to change. <laughs> like, what It's not you, even listed here. <laughs> like, it's not even in the doc. <laughs> just, just stop. Just stop, man. Just stop. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in. And uh, never forget, I made him spaghetti. That's funny.